ladies and gentlemen, wonderful people of the universe. It's your boy, Head Honcho, the head of the table, holding it down here for the crew. We're three out of four, but we we stronger than ever, and we got a guest, a returning guest. This episode is going to be good. It's going to be spicy. It's going to be something. But before we get into it, let's introduce the guest, my boy, my brother, Cater, is in the yeah, building. Hey, you know the vibes of me, boy. <laughs> you know the vibes, man. It's been, what, a year since I ain't been on this show? Yeah, because you were our first guest. You are yeah, our very yeah. first guest, man. That was episode was, wasn't six. Yeah, episode yeah. six. It was our very first guest. Episode five or six, one of those two. Man, such a funny time. I was over here in bed with Janice at that time. <laughs> bro, we, were, we were cutting up that episode, bro. Oh, oh my God. We hilarious, bro. That was one of the funniest episodes, bro. Yeah. You know, hands down. What, what's good, Planet Earth? It's your boy, Kater. Nick Nipsey. Cha-ching, Nick. Say But anyway, that's the guest. Um, Darian, Evan... How y'all doing? How's everybody? Let me just doing? say they milking the hell out of this draft lottery, bro. Like we 18 minutes into the program and they just now telling us who like who's getting the order. Mm. They just they on the 12th pick, bro. I just um I just who has to... 15, 14, or 13? Because I'm about to I'm about to put it All on right, right so now. 14 is Cleveland, 13 is Charlotte, 12 is OKC, that's the Clippers pick, and 11 Clippers is New pick. York. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Oh god. That makes sense. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Well, we got 10. We got 10. I had the feeling. I knew we were gonna get nine or ten, unfortunately. But we always like we because if you remember, Evan, we were not too far out to play it. We were not. We were like a seed or two. And our record really wasn't as bad as it reflects in the standing. We were very close. Like if we would have won probably five, six more games, we would have been in the playing. Yeah, my thing is, if Bill doesn't get hurt, we're at worst the playing team. Oh, no, no. Bill doesn't get hurt. Yeah, we definitely – we, we top bro, seven. Because no, notice how the schedule got lighter right when, right around the time when that happened. Mm-hmm. We have one of the easiest schedules closing out the season. For sure. But, hey, here's what it is. The draft is, the draft is really deep this year, so we could definitely still get a quality player at the 9-10 spot. Must we're just be. not, not going to get an absolute game change. But we can still get a player that. The thing can come is, do we really need one though? Do I we think, really? I need think one? we do at the one spot. I think we do. We need a game yeah, changer at the one. Yeah, because like, it's, it's like mm-hmm. what I'm thinking is Bradley Beal is definitely going to be back. Like, oh no, of course, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like, not like even worried about like, that. Like, like he's officially a free agent, but he's coming back. He's coming back because if he was going to leave, we would know by now. Like, and it's like I keep saying this because it's true. We gotta see a full, a, like a fully healthy Brad Kuz and Porzingis big three before mm-hmm. we start making any judgments about like what does and doesn't work. One hundred percent, I agree. I think definitely Bills coming back. Um, I think, like I said, when it's really the one spot, we're really good at every other spot. Like we have enough bigs, we got some good wings. We just need a point. We just need a legit point guard. We need a point guard to know how to set the team up because. We have really struggled when it comes to not only shot creation, but teammates getting set up in playmaking as well. We're one of the worst playmaker teams in the league because we don't have a guy on the floor that can set the offense other than literally Beal. But Beal's not a 
known on-ball playmaker. He's kind of an off-ball secondary playmaker. We need a guy that can kind of set up for the entire team and be like a quarterback on the floor. We don't have that. Y'all having draft picks, it must be nice. But I want to say say one thing before we continue. Mm -hmm. I am never coming on this podcast ever again and endorsing Arsenal the way that I did. (laughs) I'm not doing it again. Arsenal! You want to know why? You want to know why? Because the day after I did that shit, we lose 3-0 to Tottenham, then turn around and take a piss against Newcastle and lose 2 nothing. Now we ain't making a damn Champions League. I hate this damn team. I hate this fucking the moment team. was just too big. moment was too big. Started pissing down your leg. We took, you the, the, we took the piss. And to make matters worse, it was the day after oh, our Timmy Panarin decided he wanted to show up in the goddamn Rangers Penguin series and wanted to knock us out. I fuck sports. Okay. Fuck sports. <laughs> fuck the Lakers. Fuck the Penguins. Fuck Arsenal. I hate everybody. I'm a hater today. I'm hating today. No, what, what makes this funny, I don't think y'all understand how enthusiastic and happy he was at the end of the last part. Bro, I've never been so happy about Arsenal. He was so in happy. Years. He was so happy, bro. He was so happy. Years. Oh my god! And it's like all that happiness just crashed down in a week, like crazy, bro. I'm sorry. It's okay, bro. It's, it's, it's all right. I'm gonna say it's hard being a Sixers fan. Try rooting for Arsenal. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. We're gonna, get, we, 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 we gonna get into just. The playoff inclinations of the last week. We're gonna we're gonna get into that. Don't even worry. Wait, but wait, but one more thing. We love you, Mark. I hope everything's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for real, for real, Mark. I hope you and your family straight. Mark is not here. He's dealing with a family situation. My prayers and love are out to you, brother. I hope everything goes well. Looking forward to see you hop on next week. But yeah, like, so where do you want to start this? So do you want to just get right into it, or you want to start off with the football talk? Start off with the football. Get that out the way. Yeah, knock it out the way because that's 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 not the main event here. You know, we got to build things up, make it nice and nice and spaced out here. All right, let me go to that. Let me pull it up. I had it up in my phone being retarded. Okay. So since the draft, how it's over? NFL draft that was like a few weeks ago. How confident are you about your teams? I ain't gonna hold you. I don't even really watch football no more because ever since Peyton Manning left my team, I've been kind of salty. So. <laughs> oh no no! Believe me, I, I feel you, bro. Well, y'all got well, y'all got Matt Ryan. You know. Do not, not ever. Do not ever. Make <laughs> <him> <laughs> life. Okay. I mean, you got John. I mean, John Taylor's a dog. Y'all defense John, is nice. I like John Taylor. John Taylor's like that. Y'all defense is nice. Don't you ever mention <laughs> that penguin ever again in your life. Hey. Built like a bowling pin. <laughs> off my team. Okay? You're not a bad quarterback, though. Fuck Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck, nigga? We should have got Deshaun Watson. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We would have gave him way more of a max than them niggas. Mm. We got the money. Well, but y'all carry on. I don't want. I don't want to milk this up any more longer than but, that. We know the Indianapolis Colts are trash. It's okay. It's okay. I actually think they might win the NFC, the AFC South. Actually, they might. 
They might. But um, I hope so. <laughs> they actually sound to one of the more more inconsistent um divisions anyway. They really they 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 really are. Plus, I don't know what the Titans are are, are going to be. That's another conversation. That's a conversation for another day. We but, are not doing. But all I'm gonna just get <laughs> into the Cowboys real quick, and I'm gonna just I, I, I'm gonna just keep it brief because I really don't know what we're gonna be getting this next season because we lost a lot. We lost Amari Cooper. We lose Randy Gregory. We lose Lyle Collins, so I'm just sitting here like, okay, what do we, what do, what do we have? And Michael Gallup, who's our number one receiver, who we just paid a max, like he's coming off a torn ACL. He probably won't be back until week four when we play against Washington. Maybe later than that, and then we, and then in the draft. I'm 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 salty. We didn't get Nicobe Dean, but I, I it is what it is. He went to the Eagles. I mean, I hope he does decent there. Although, I mean, he can bust too. That would be great. Pause. But I don't know what I'm getting from the Cowboys. I don't know what's gonna happen. So, for real, for real, I'm just here, just vibing, just riding the roller coaster. You know what I mean? Mr. Evan, I'm gonna be real. The draft didn't really change too much of what I, what I thought about my team because I feel like we did enough in the off season, especially compared to what the other three did, to make sure that we at least have a legitimate chance to win the East next year. And really, all we need is a chance because it's like we got we got a legitimate quarterback in Carson Wentz. And I don't. I don't care what nobody says. He is, at worst, an upgrade from Taylor Heineke. We have a solid receiving core, but like with a whole bunch of guys. Now, Deshaun, I mean, Jahan Dotson, the newest one, and Terry McLaurin, who, remember when I said this, he's signing an extension in July. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm just, I'm just ready to go tackle the season, man. Andrew, I got Curtis Samuel come, come, coming back, too. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And we got J.D. McKessick back. We stole him from Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Mm. Getting Chase Young back. Y'all going to be – Eagles, Cowboys, and Commanders are all going to be fun to watch. It, the the division is going to be fun to watch, and the Giants are who they are. I don't. I really have no expectations of them. So The Commanders. FYI, I still don't fuck with that name. A. <laughs> I never heard such disrespect. He said the dot You a Colts fan, right? Hell yeah, bro. You can joke about them. My guy, my guy, my guy. You play in the same division. You play in the same division as a team named the Houston Texans. Commanders ain't that bad. Hey, y'all stood at that comms. <laughs> we take over. We I devour. Mean, it's about time. Put in the hours. <laughs> we say hunger. We do put in the work. Put in the hours. <laughs> oh my goodness, bro! I'm so, I'm gonna remember this. Man, called him the dot com. That's hilarious. But to the final football thing, way too early Super Bowl predictions. 
What's y'all thinking? Uh, honestly, I want to see a Kansas City Chiefs back in the finals, bro. I want to see the Mahomes bar, Mahomes bar back in the back of the Super Bowl. Honestly, bro, he he he. Honestly, bro, if I'm gonna be honest, bro, he been getting snubbed, bro. He he should have had at least two or three rings by now. No bullshit. It's just cer- certain games just don't be going in their favor. You yeah, he should he should have he should have two. He yeah, should. that's what I'm saying. That, they just be getting snubbed, bro. But I just hope that that defense, that secondary gets a little better. I know that they made some arrangements for for such for said. You know what I'm saying? So I'm hoping so that the secondary is better and they stay consistent on offense. That's another thing because they would have some crazy drives. Next thing you know, late game they get tired. Like, but uh, leave it to the kicker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, bro. Go go get a touchdown and win the game. You feel me? Like. I got – I'm going to go Bills-Packers. I'll be safe. Ew. Packers? Be safe. I'm going to be safe. You think A-Rod about to pull, 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 he about pull a run? Do you not know who we are talking about? No, no, I'm, I'm just asking. But I'm not putting is, no content. Yes, I, I put ask. my faith in Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Ew. But I'm being safe. I'm being safe. Because I don't want to say that other team that I really want to say. Because, again, I don't know what they're going to be. So it's just way too early. So I'm going Bills, Packers, because I think both Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers is going to come back with a vengeance. Very true. The NFC is very up for grabs. I mean, I guess you can look at the Rams. I guess the Rams would be the safest pick to go back. Mm-hmm. But – but to be but to be honest, like I don't I, I don't know. Whenever football super teams never work. Just look at Vince Young and and um the Philadelphia Eagles from way back when. So so yeah. super so 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 super teams in the NFL never really work that often. That's why I'm not gonna pick the Chargers. But I got Buffalo versus Green Bay. And I would like to see Buffalo win it. I would just like to see Buffalo win. My thing is the AFC West is stacked. So my Super Bowl is going to be Chargers Bucks. I can see that happening. That's a respectful one. I'm going to wait until the season starts. Becoming honestly, I've not been keeping up football. I've been having too much going on. Boo. That's why I say wait too early. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it, but I'm sorry. Because I'm going to say two teams that don't make sense right now. So I'm, I'm shutting my mouth. In the commanders? Hell no. no. See, that's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's just insulting intelligence. No. Bro. Jaguars versus the Giants. Ew. The Giants that would are be nothing. a disgusting Super Bowl. The Giants are nothing. The Giants have been a joke for the past eleven years, bro. Dang, it's been it's been over a decade since they've actually been a team, good winning team. That's crazy. Pretty much. That's, that's I mean, it's, it's two teams that's going to be better than people give them credit for this year, but ain't nothing, ain't neither one of them going to get close to the Super Bowl. The Jaguars and the Lions, because Jacksonville put together a good, pretty solid offseason. And the Lions got a lot of young talent on the roster now. They're going to be better than people think. Mm-hmm. I think the Lions are finally going to start. I think Detroit period sports on both football and basketball are really starting a resurgence. That could be a conversation for another. Because Detroit is one of those cities where they've been clowned and 
disrespected and been the jokes of both the NFL and the NBA for well over a decade now, if you really think about it. When was wait, Evan, when was the last time the Red the Red Wings were good? It's been a minute, right? Um, yeah, we think about like the early 2010s, like 2011, right around so there. It's been, it's been over a decade, basically. Yeah. yeah, the tie and, yeah. and the Tigers haven't been very good these last few years either. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, and I think those two teams are really going to. The play thing is, the they were supposed to be decent this year. I don't know what's going on. You're kidding? No way. No, seriously. No seriously, way. They, no, 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 no. I'm had, looking at. A, the, I'm, I'm, hold on, breaking news. Breaking news, everyone. I'm looking at the lottery. Guess who won the number one pick? Please don't tell the me. The damn magic. Orlando, bro. It was the magic. What the blubbery hey, I love fuck. to see it. I'm ready to see some uh some some magic basketball actually like like they've been rebuilding for a long time, my boy. Yeah. Like, and the thing is I wow. I called it like I think I don't know which episode but it was recent. I said Orlando is gonna be one of those teams in the next couple of years, they're gonna shock everybody because they got a lot of good young studs on that team, man. They got mm-hmm. some young talent definitely that just give them a few years to develop. And get the chemistry going. They could be, they could be a surprise team in the East for sure. That is definitely true, bro. And hey, they were the worst team in the East this year. They were the fifteenth seed, so damn. So they had the best chance to get number one anyway. But Actually, that's just... weren't the Pistons the worst? No, it was Orlando. I'm bro, pretty sure it was Orlando. Not, not the fight in Pistons, bro. <laughs> Pistons, Pistons were fourteen. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Pistons be ready to fight everybody in their mother, bro. Oh man, we're not doing Isaiah Stewart stuff here. We're not doing that. We 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 not we not disrespecting beef stew, not doing that. <laughs> but um, now let's hop into the NBA talk, and I'm gonna switch the order up a little bit, Darian. So, mind with me. We're gonna talk about Phoenix first. Oh, yes, let's go. We're gonna talk about Phoenix first. I know you've been waiting. I know you've been rubbing your hands together like Birdman, Whoa. ready to go. So I'm just gonna start it. I'm gonna let you go first. So. Everybody knows that Phoenix basically had the collapse of all collapses in the game seven where they literally came out and they just didn't want it. They played like they didn't want it. They looked like they didn't want it. And they let Luka Magic drop 30 piece, 35 piece on their head. He let, they let Spencer Dinwiddie hoop. They let Jalen Brunson go off. Dinwiddie. Yeah. Like if I if I was Phoenix, bro, I'm sorry, bro. I'm blocking Luca, Spencer, and Jalen Brunson, bro. I would be petty. I'd be like, no, no, no. I'll be petty. That's just me though. But we saw them collapse game seven. They lose by over 30 points. It was a disgrace. It was something that everyone in the sports media world was like, what? It was but, so beautiful. But I want to hear your opinions on. I'm gonna let Darren go first. I know, I know he's been the one chopping at the bit. He's been the one that's not been a believer in Phoenix at all. So I definitely want to hear his take on this. So I do want to start this off by I I did come on here about a month or so ago and say that they do seem like a pretty good team and that I did pick them. I I did pick them to come out the West. Mm -hmm. I I did say that. But that's because it was I was being safe. Okay, I was being safe. I picked the finals rematch. And boy, was I wrong! Oh no, no, I picked it too. My my predictions yeah. all the way. I think I think I think we I think we all picked the finals rematch. Mm-hmm. Can I can contest to that? I definitely did too. And like I I picked I picked uh two thousand twenty one finals by two. So yeah. But you see what happened, you know. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Darren. I'm, Life I'm, has I'm, a funny way of working. And 
And I was and I was watching first take. It was yesterday when Pat Bev was um was um oh man oh, and, and, and and they were and they were talking about it, and they were talking about you know is it over for Phoenix? And it never started. <laughs> it never started. I love the transition. They got. I love it. I love it. Just, just keep. They going. got lucky. <laughs> they got lucky against the Lakers. AD gets hurt. If AD does not get hurt, DeAndre Aiden showed y'all in that game seven who he is—a bum. He's soft. He's a bum and he's soft. Well, I don't want to say a bum, but he's soft. He's not not that good. Is that your number one pick? Is that the guy that you took over Trey Trey Young and Luka um, Luka Doncic? Because you might as well have just taken Marvin Bagley, who went number two. That's all I got to say about DeAndre Ayton. Damn, that's perfect. Because I really just want to say, Last year, against the Lakers, fresh off the bubble, he got bully bitched by Anthony Davis. Say what you want about AD. He got bullied by that man. And AD's aggression fueled that Lakers team. And when he went down and we knew LeBron was hobbled, it kind of just messed with the whole psyche. Like, it we kind of just doing the towel. We knew there was absolutely no way. And I appreciate 80 for trying to come back, but it just didn't work out anyways. So they get lucky against the Lakers. Did they play the Nuggets the second round? Yeah, they did. So that was around the time when Jamal Murray had gotten hurt too, right? No, Jamal Murray was out before that. Okay. So you had to deal with the So you had to deal with the Nuggets without Jamal Murray. Without their second best player. Yeah, it was um Jokic and MPJ. That was the top two. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you had to deal with those two. Mm-hmm. Which MPJ is what he is. And Jokic is the GOAT. The most going to be the but I feel like that series was more a Phoenix overall playing better as a team. Than the whole older missing Murray. Like Phoenix just played good on both ends of the floor in that series. If you remember. That's fair. They kind of made Denver That's beat themselves. Fair. Like, yeah, they did. Let me be a hater. I know. I'm just put. I'm just interjecting. <laughs> but no, 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 no. A little no bit you're right. You're right. You're you're right. You're right. But, and then and then let's go to this Clippers series where they lose not, where they lose Kawhi, to one of the most to one of the weirdest ACL injuries I've ever seen in my life. And then when they finally go up against a healthy team. Yeah, they go up to nothing, and then Giannis goes God mode. So then let's switch over to this season. This postseason, yeah, they did what they did. They went 64 wins, blah, 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 blah. You lose Devin Booker. You're playing against a Pelicans team that really shouldn't have even been in the play-in. The Pelicans were literally a – actually, no. They should have been in there. Never mind. No, no, the Spurs should have been, been in there. The Spurs it, it, shouldn't have been in there. Yeah, the Spurs the, should have been. The, that was, should have been y'all. The Spurs were a product of how bad the Lakers were. Yeah, but, like literally. But, if y'all were a literal decent team, the Spurs would have not been in the play. But you are the number one seed, 
and you're getting taken to the granted i understand you didn't have devin booker but you have chris paul and deandre <laughs> you have chris paul and deandre you should based off oh, of how man. the media based off how the media portrays y'all y'all should be good right you got McCall Bridges, Cam Johnson on the wings. You got Cam Payne's ugly ass coming off the bench. So y'all should be good and y'all should get them out of here at y'all should get them out of here in five, right? No. Instead, you let CJ McCullum, Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, and Hosea Alvarado basically bitch your whole team. The only reason why you won is because your team is just better. Okay, the team is better. They still got balled on by a dude named Herbert, though. You got <laughs> yeah, balled okay. on. You got balled on by a herb named Herb. How do you feel? As Bomani Jones says, a herb named Herb. Actually, no, a herb in 2022. You don't see those. Although I have a cousin named Herbert, but still. And then you go up against Dallas, another team where everyone's like, you should beat them in five. If you're healthy, you should beat them in five. Now, I, knew, I, 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 I thought I was going to go to six, honestly. I knew Luca could get them two games. Phoenix Suns trick y'all, man. That's all I got to say. They trick y'all. Everything Pat Bev said yesterday, and I didn't really watch him to, I didn't watch him today, so I don't know, I don't know what he did, but everything he said yesterday was warranted. The Suns are fraudulent. The Suns stink. Suns fans can go cry in a corner, cry in a hole, jump off a bridge, do whatever you need to do to cope. Just get the hell out of here. We don't need you. Y'all the most ent- y'all want to talk about Laker fans being entitled. At least we won shit in our in our in our lifetime. Suns fans literally have been crap for 10 years. And the last time they were good. They're actually no, they're only known for getting knocked out the playoffs by Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant. That's all they're ever good for. And losing the Suns, that too. The Suns, the Suns are the Buffalo Bills of the NBA. Yikes. <laughs> they're the Buffalo Bills of the NBA. Where they are so good, they're so good in the regular season, and it's like, oh, this team can really win a championship until they go up against the actual team, and then they get dog walked four years in a row. I'm sorry, Buffalo, you didn't deserve that, but I'm sorry, you had to catch that stray. They the Bills, except instead of smashing tables, they be pounding uh, mojitos or whatever it is they do in Arizona. They can't even be out. They can't. They can't even be outside. The hell, they be doing in Arizona, bro. Nothing. Like they, they, they probably live in. They go go to that on Donovan, bro. Actually, let let me chill on the D backs. They actually respectable right now. Like everyone, like like everyone down there in Phoenix probably has sunburn. And and I don't really like like y'all got sunburn and heat stroke, and I really don't care about it. For all I care, everything except for the Coyotes and the Diamondbacks can go to hell in Arizona. And that means you too, Kyler Murray. Your bum ass. Like a fucking garden gnome just running around the field. Someone need to know. Kyler Murray. Asshole. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna provide an alternate take on that game seven. If nothing else, Dallas finally got their revenge on Arizona. You should feel happy. No, I don't feel happy. I'm not gonna feel happy until Micah Parsons lays that boy out on the stretcher. That's when I'll be. Oh, that's man. when I'll be happy. Yikes! Yikes! I mean, of course, he said, you know, the, he said a one-way trip to the ER. I mean, of course, you know, don't end his career or nothing, but just let him know you can't be running around, you know, AT&T Stadium like, like, like that. We got to lay down some type of wall, you know what I'm saying? But that's my rant on the fraudulent Phoenix Suns. Oh, and also one more thing. I'm sorry. How bad do you have to – do you know how bad it is that you have to lose to where you're – to where your social media team lets out a PR statement saying that they're sorry for being so lackluster? Do you know how bad that is? The Arsenal only reason even I'm do not that. going to slander them for that. The only reason I'm not slandering them for that is because this is the same thing that the Tampa Bay Lightning did in 2019, and they have not lost the playoff series since then. Yeah, but the Tampa Bay Lightning is just built different. They're built different in Florida. <laughs> yeah, but this was at a point in their history where they was going through the same stuff the Suns are going through right now, bro. This is this is way too similar. Hey, they got Steven Stamkos and Vasilevsky. The Suns yes, got, but at that point, the Suns got at that Chris point, Paul. They were still That's known all as I got playoff chokers. They were still known as fraudulent. They were still known as fraudulent at the time. Hey, as long as they as as long as they got Chris Paul for as for as long as they do, they ain't never going nowhere. And another thing about Chris Paul, at what at some point we got to talk about how this man has done as much for Phoenix as Steve Nash and Charles Barkley. Think about it. Well, he ain't win no damn MVP. Only thing he won was best State Farm commercial. That's all. That's that's <laughs> all he won. Oh my goodness! I'm sorry. That killed me. Ah, oh, man. Okay. Darian's rant was very, it was something else. I'm going to be short, sweet, and simple. That game seven was unacceptable. You don't come out there and play like that, like a deja, especially you're the number one seed, not only in the West, but in the entire league in the regular season. But this goes to another point where regular season basketball and playoff basketball are two different things, and it should be weighted as two different things. Because this is not the first time we've seen a top seed collapse in the playoffs. We've seen it multiple times. No, Dallas damn did it. Yep. They damn did it. What, that was like 07. 06. They damn did it. Oh, no, 06 when they went to the finals. Remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, that was Heat. That was Heat Dallas. Because that was, oh, yeah, 07 is We Believe, right? Yeah, 07 is, uh, yeah, 07 is We Believe. So. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, Dallas damn did it. So, we've seen top tiers, top number one, top two seeds. Collapsing playoffs. So I feel like now we really should have a thing where it's like, okay, you do well in the regular season, you got to prove in the playoffs. And like Darian said, they went six games against a team that they should have went six games against. Should have been five at the worst. And then, like I said, Dallas, Luka Magic happens, and Phoenix just collapsed. Like I said, they had the lead in the series. Game five happens. Game six happens. They collapsed. They let Luca go crazy. They let the team start. The team starting the jails. Teams start going crazy. You know, Jalen Brunson been going off. Spencer did been going off. Dorian Finney Smith had a game when he dropped like twenty four and he was basically hot from three. Couldn't miss. 
Reggie Bullock has been a contributing person too on both ends of the floor. So it's like, like, come on now. So now, Phoenix. This offseason is going to be very interesting because DeAndre Aiden, Aiden is a restricted free agent. And you saw how he just dropped the dud in game seven. And it's kind of like Phoenix is in a very interesting position because like, yeah, we don't have to give him the match. We don't want to. But do y'all really have a choice? Chris Paul is not no young whipper snapper no more. Chris Paul's on his last legs. Chris Paul is going to be out the NBA in the next <laughs> So you're going to need to surround Devin Booker with some talent. And y'all not signing nobody. Phoenix is not a free agent destination. Y'all may not trade for somebody because Phoenix usually doesn't do big superstar trades. They've built usually built through the draft. The way they got uh, Steve Nash was a once in a 10, 15 year span happened. That was probably their only true, like, for ages. Oh, no, Charles Barkley, too. Charles Barkley did, was another one. Two every 10 years so type of thing that will happen. That's not something that's going to happen often. So it's like, y'all have no choice but to pay DeAndre Aiden because y'all, y'all have proven y'all don't know how to draft. And I said, y'all didn't draft my code, but y'all traded for him. I drafted Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson's a good player, but... Other than that, literally, the 2010s was a crapshoot for y'all in the draft. Other than Devin Booker, yep. it was a crapshoot. Like, so, this offseason is going to be very interesting, and I think their championship window has closed. I think I don't think it's... it's, it's I, I think they ruined their chance to go all the way last season, and now with this season, this big collapse. Because the West is just going to get better. It's getting better at every single year. It's going to be super mad competitive. So Phoenix, I'm not saying they're not going to be a top-tier team in the West. They probably still will be, depending on all the offseason go. Because I think this is definitely something that could light a fire under the team. It could definitely light a fire be like, okay, we're going to go to the offseason. We're going to work hard. We're going to, we're going to make the right moves. And we're going to come back next season with a vengeance, just like what happened to Milwaukee. <laughs> See how the similarities happening here. We're going to get into that later. How Milwaukee was number one seed in the East. They were dominating teams. And then they lose to Miami. And they, but before that, they lost to Toronto in the Eastern Conference Finals. And nobody was taking them seriously. But look what happened. They came back and they won. So I'm not saying Phoenix will do the same. But Phoenix is a smart team. Like they claim to be, they will take this offseason with the punch that Dallas just gave them. So, all right, y'all knocked us on your on our ass. But guess what? We're going to get up and we're going to be better. So my saying for this offseason is make the right moves. Place Devin Booker in a place where he's surrounded by talent. Chris Paul, I know he's going to have a fire light him because everybody's killing Chris Paul right now. Everybody's on his ass. And I know that's going to light, light him up to be competitive. So. I'm not counting Phoenix out, but them as the undisputed number one contender in the West, those days are over. They got to prove yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to say Phoenix is definitely a playoff team next year. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, because we know enough about the NBA draft to know that that it's not necessarily where a player gets drafted in terms of like what pick 
is used it's on them. Where they get drafted it's, to the team and organization. where they get drafted. Exactly. Boom. Like every every year, there's a first round. Like there's a high first round pick that don't do nearly as well as we think they do. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's, there's a sleeper pick that put that gets right. That we just that we're just team, like that we're just like whoa. Him. Where Where'd he, he come, come from? from? And, right. <laughs> and it's like, bro, like, because like you remember Isaiah Thomas, like out of Washington, like with the Celtics. You remember Nikola Jokic, perfect example. That man mm-hmm. got drafted in the middle of a Taco Bell commercial, and now he's a back-to-back MVP. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like Draymond Green talent can come from anywhere. So I have no doubt in my mind that the Suns, as well as they draft, can get somebody at the end of the first round. So they ain't done yet. Yeah, they ain't done. But, yeah, but right now, like, when you say the championship window is closed, I agree. But under the asterisks that this doesn't mean that it's not going to open for like another 10, 12. Weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, feel, like, course, I feel like it's going to be, feel like they're going to be back quicker than that. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. They're going to be, they're, they're, they're going to be back. And actually being serious, this, this time I'm actually being, I'm actually being serious. Like it's just the, the West is going to be so much better. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be so much better, and it's like last year they missed their opportunity. This year they fumbled. Mm-hmm. I just can't. I can't see it because at least when Milwaukee, when Milwaukee lost, their door, their their window actually opened wider because LeBron's gone, mm-hmm. and so it's like there's no one that's running the East the way LeBron was. Mm-hmm. So now that LeBron's gone, it's now more wide open. You know, and it's like, all you got to do is just get there. And when you get there, you got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. No, 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 so, I agree. So I'm, I'm going to say this, though. I think the East will be Boston's if they can make it to the finals this year. <clears throat> the East will be theirs for a while. Even if, even well, I'll take that back. Even if they don't make the finals, the East is still theirs for the taking. If you ask me, they're in the best position to really have the East on lock for real. But like I said, that all depends on how they play this year. And then for the Suns, I feel as though that their championship window is not completely closed. Mm-hmm. But uh, like what Evan said, but they have to. Uh, Something needs to be ignited in Chris Paul to actually like give effort when it comes to wanting to make a push for a championship, because it's like honestly he's he's a point god, but you gotta explain to the world why you are referred to as the point god. Because I mean he's proved himself, but it's like it's been some instances where it's like all right you're quiet, like last year's finals, and then this year, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just like he has to stop doing that. I think for, like, in Chris Paul's case, like, they need another go-getter. Yeah, I was just because I think we forget Chris Paul is in year 15 and he's 37. And what if it's in year 17? Year 17, shit, even Because worse. remember, he got, he got drafted in 05. Remember that. Oh, oh okay, okay. So it's been 17 years. So, so yeah, seven, so yeah, 17 years and he's 37 years old. So, and then to think, and then think about all the injuries that he's had and deep Mm -hmm. ones that he's been in. Mm -hmm. So you can tell 
in situations like the one that he was just in now where he where you're where you're kind of looking at him and for real for real we kind of have to look away from Chris Paul right now and look at Devin Booker because where it could be because you got people out here saying that Devin Booker's the second coming of Kobe <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you this Kobe Kobe did I do remember Kobe having a bad game 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 seven and in, in the 2010 finals but he did other things to be to be effective and he still found a way to score like 23 points he wasn't like Devin Booker scoring only 10 points and you're and you're supposed to be the you're supposed to be the guy the the score you can't disappear like how you did in this series you can't disappear like how you did last year in the finals you can't do that if you have that so-called mamba mentality if you want to tell me someone who could be the second coming of kobe i hate to say it it's jason tatum if I was to say that there is someone who is the second coming of Kobe or the closest thing to Kobe that we have right now is Jason Tatum. Yeah, because Jason Tatum is fearless. He is fearless. He don't care. That man will go. Mm-hmm. That man will go over twenty, and he'll take that twenty-first shot. Mm-hmm. Definitely. No, what I would like I said, adding to my point, it's kind of like I just said. Chris Paul is thirty-seven in his seventeenth season. Anything else from this point? It's just extra, honestly, because he's at a point where in his career where he's winding down, father time is undefeated. Expecting a lot from him at this point is kind of nonsensical. It's not fair. It doesn't make sense, honestly. Like anything you get from him at this point is just extra. So Phoenix, you got to start looking at Devin Booker. They got to be like, hey, if you really are the man of the man that you think you are, the true number one option, you got to start playing like it. You got to step it up when you need to step up. And we've seen Devin Booker do that. But now it's kind of a really the question, are you truly as good as you think you are? Are you truly the top echelon of the NBA? Are you truly nearing that cracking of a top 10 player? Mm-hmm. Are you or you're in the top 15? Are you there? Are you that good? That's the question we need to start asking now because, number one, Phoenix ain't getting no superstar. But they got us what they got. That's what I'm even saying. Like now, they got to give De- DeAndre Aiden his money. Because at this point, if you let him go for nothing, then you just look even more stupid. That would just be even you kind of cutting yourself back and like proving that Phoenix is a very incompetent organization. Sign your boy, give him his money because he's literally probably the few star assets you got other than Devin Booker. And you already know CP3, he could retire tomorrow. He could retire next year. He could retire in the next two, three years for sure. So, and it's not like mm-hmm. CP's going to be dropping 20 points a game and 10 assists. No, we already seen his game is already starting to diminish. And so, he's on a max contract. Yep. He got his money. He's smart. He got his money. Y'all gave him his money. So y'all got to give De- DeAndre Aiden his money. Sign your boy. Get him locked up for the future. So when CP, he's going down. You make sure Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden are sending up. And then get another go-getter. Get another person that can get their shot when they need to get it. 
preferably probably a guard or a three. One of those two positions. Definitely, definitely having a nice steady point guard in place because Chris Paul, like I say, he's not getting no younger. He's not getting no better. He's basically a diminishing asset at this point. Mm-hmm. So Phoenix, if they do that, they could definitely back in the ring. When I mean close, I mean close. It's like definite. Okay, we're booking them as like they're an automatic contender. That's done. Even though that was kind of a fallacy in a bit in the first place, that is done. They have to prove themselves. They have to. So now let's switch gears a bit. Let's talk about Dallas before we get into the whole Sixers Bucks thing. So let's talk about Dallas. Let's just talk about Luca Magic real quick. Do y'all think they have a chance to go all the way? Are we seeing a 2011 <laughs> thing again? A miracle run we, again where they could go all the way to the finals? They just think, might. You I, know why? You know why? Hmm. It's about drive. It's about power. Oh, oh, go for it. We Honestly, Brett, I think it all depends on Luca's play and if he has what if and it also depends on <clears throat> the supporting cash showing up too, like they did in the last game as well. I mean, Luca was going crazy. He, he of course he's gonna lead the way. <clears throat> but it's a matter of Finney Smith and you know my man Bronson doing his thing and uh everybody else around Luca just producing something, you know, at least 15 plus. They can come off the bench, do what they was doing. They have been doing Tim Hardaway. They all producing. <clears throat> they good, bro. I honestly think they're capable of beating the Golden State Warriors. Honestly, I think they are. Because keep in mind, they haven't been doing quite bad defensively. Mm-hmm. Dallas is yeah, one of the top defensive teams in the league. <laughs> yeah, they're young. You know what I'm saying? As long as they're able to chase them boys off the three-point line, which is definitely doable because Memphis was doing that the entire series. I think the Ma- I think I think the Mavericks can beat them. Do I see it happening? No. I think Golden State's probably going to beat them in six. But like I said, I'm open to a game seven. And Luca does the same thing he did against the Dagon Suns. I'm open to it. I don't want to see the Golden State Warriors in the finals. So, <laughs> shit, please beat the shit out of them for all I care. I'm I'm rooting for the Mavs and Mavs in seven. I'd say. Hmm. I think even if. Like Dallas is is on one of those Cinderella runs where it's like I'm enjoying it while it's here, but I think they could go all the way if they don't play Boston. If they don't play Boston, I can see it. I can I can see them beat Miami. Did you just disrespect my team? No, what I'm saying. Well, no, I didn't. But. The way Boston Just blatant disrespect, and we still got to talk about them. <laughs> I'm dis- who 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 am I disrespecting? You disrespect the Heat, bro. I didn't. You know, you know what's so funny about what you just said, Darren. You know that would be part three of the whole Dallas Heat thing, right? It would yeah. be, and that would be great to see. That'll be that... interesting because part one was D Wade. D Wade came and showed out against Dallas. Part two was. The big three collapse and Dirk doing his thing. Magic part three. You have the Heat team who's a cohesive unit, one of the best team chemistry and defensive units and also offensive units in the league against Luka Magic. Yeah, I mean, it would I, feel weird, though, knowing that there's no Dwayne Wade on the Heat and no Dirk Nowitzki on the Mavs this time. I'd love to see it, though. 
But it's interesting. It's the, interesting. The, the reason Man, Luka why is the future, bro. I'm, I'm here for it. You know, what I'm, saying? I'm here for it, bro. The reason why I say if Dallas plays Boston, they're not winning because I I have a better feeling about Dallas beating Miami than I do about Dallas beating Boston. That's just that's just how that, that's just that's just how I feel about it. I, it it's no it, there's no shade. I mean, if you want to take if you want to take it a shade, you can. But you know, there is no shade there. I just, I don't even think Dallas would beat Miami, but I have a better chance. I have a better feeling of them beating Miami than I do of them beating Boston. I think they could definitely go all the way, depending on how Golden State plays. Golden State has shown cracks in the shield this playoffs. They've shown that they can be beaten. They're not the unstoppable juggernaut they were years ago. They've shown that they can be beaten. You know, they got a few injuries on their side to keep players. Steph has not been playing, like, otherworldly. He's been playing good, but he's not been playing otherworldly, unstoppable stuff. Clay has been in and out. You know, he's had a good, a bunch of good games. He's had a few bad ones. Draymond is doing his thing. I think go to state Dallas is going to be, I think both conference final series are going to be very interesting to watch because they're not predictable. They're not 100% predictable. And I like that. I like how on both sides, we can see a team lose that we expect to see. Like it wouldn't be shocking if Boston won. It wouldn't be shocking if Miami won. It wouldn't be shocking if go to state won. It wouldn't be that shocking if Dallas won because they've been playing hot. And we all know when it comes to the NBA, one thing that's very, very important is momentum. Momentum is very, very key. When you're a team that's hot and clicking on all cylinders, you could definitely you. That's when you're the most dangerous because you you have belief in yourself that you could beat anybody. So that's all I like about both sides. That's all I wanted to say about that. Now we're not going into Sixers yet. Let's talk about Bucks Boston. Let's talk about Game Seven. Let's talk about how literally the Bucks said, "All right." We're going to stop. We're going to put clamps on Jason Tatum. We're going to put clamps on Jalen Brown. You're going to have to beat us another way. And that's exactly what happened. But mind you, one of the guys that they let beat them was a the person they should have been on because he's improved as a three-point shooter. He shot over 40% from the field over the season and in the playoffs, which is Grant Williams. Grant Williams dropped nearly a 30-piece on the net. So I'm going to hear your opinion on how that went down and what's next for Milwaukee. Honestly, like I was saying, like I said earlier, like we talked about it before we started recording. Like I said, bro, the Bucks missed Middleton, mm-hmm. and Giannis can't. Giannis obviously can't be be doing everything. Like everybody else on that team, the fact that what Grayson Allen was playing like crap. Did y'all see him shoot that air ball? Yeah, I was just, bro. You are literally useless. Like you're literally useless. Like you were on the floor for at least. 20 minutes in that entire 20 to 25 minutes that entire game and you produced absolutely nothing my man uh what's the number 24 Connor? well i forgot Connaughton. pat Connaughton. billy oil i'm dead i'm surprised he didn't have a big game because usually he'd be coming up for them like like he was really like cooking the entire series and i'm just like damn you just was not present like at all that last game and then it's like, uh, you know, like Brooke Lopez was trying, but then he got into foul trouble, you know? So it's like, and then Giannis, is, he's just not getting his shots in the paint. He missed a couple free layups because he was tired already. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? We got to give the guy some more, some more talent around him, like some more talented shooters and get this nigga Grayson Allen the fuck up off the bucks. Like that nigga <laughs> is literally booty butt cheeks. Like he's booty butt cheeks. <laughs> he said booty like, butt cheeks. Hey, yo. But, then, but mm-hmm. then, like, look, look. If you ahead, need bro. Grayson Allen to win the game for you, you might as well just pack your stuff up and leave, you know? <laughs> <laughs> You, 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 might, you might as well just walk off the court at that point. Yikes, bro. My point is, it's like, them niggas, them niggas had no help. They had no fucking help. Like, they, they had no one to really, like, pick up the slack and be there with, um, and be there with Giannis, you know? So I just feel as though, like, they missed Middleton. I feel as Middleton was there. Game seven definitely would have not, it wouldn't even been game seven, in my opinion. I don't think it would have happened because Middleton spaces the floor for the entire team. Not just Giannis. He does help Giannis's game tenfold, but he also helps the team get, get right too because they start they start trying to add more to it. And just like ten points here is gonna go a long way in the playoffs for sure. I mean, look at Golden State. But anyways, like that's the main thing. Like, and then you got to give it to the defense, man. That credit to that defense was ridiculous. Like they couldn't get anything in the paint. The usual buckets that Giannis was making, he was missing. You know, so it's like, you know, you can't do it all yourself, bro. And that's obvious that we've, we've learned for the past couple of playoff series is that, you know, it's a team effort instead of it just being one person. You know, you can't beat a team by yourself. There's no way. There's no way. Exactly. And I, I came on here, I want to say it was a last pod, and I said that the Bucks biggest key to winning this series was Giannis needed help from the others. And as y'all stated, he didn't get that. He didn't get that help. And I also said that someone else outside of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, you know, if those two wasn't getting it going, someone else had, had to, uh, had to uh, step up and the Bucks was just giving Grant Williams them shots. I mean, that I, I I mean that's what they do, and the Bucks are one of the best defensive teams in basketball. But it was just one of those things where they were like, okay, well, if you're gonna beat us, then beat us. And Grant Williams beat them, and that's ain't really much you can really say about it. You know, Grant Williams beat them. The the Bucks other players just couldn't get it done, and. Like you said, Arnold, like they missed Chris Middleton. And if they had Chris Middleton, probably would not be a game seven. All right. So what I will say is, yeah, the Bucks did miss Chris Middleton. But another thing that this series proves is, bro, as hard as it is to win a championship, it's even harder to repeat. Because I feel like even with Middleton, it's still a good chance Milwaukee doesn't get past Boston, and but or if they do, that they don't get past Miami. Because we we can talk a little bit more about Miami in a minute, but what I'll say about Miami in the here and now, everybody who keeps picking against the Heat, like acting like it's an easy choice, y'all have no idea a why Miami is the one seed, or b why they've been playing so well in the playoffs. They probably haven't even been watching the game, man. Exactly. Exactly. 
But um, cause I so I guess so I guess Sanford stepped off for a minute. So we just gonna get right into it. Actually, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about the Heat now. Yeah. Like the reason why, like the Heat have been are the one seed, and they've been showing this in the playoffs too. Number one, they're a full team. Like they, they play as a team. That they, they play as a unit. They have some of the best chemistry in the league. And like the reason why nobody likes that. Like the reason why. I'm not going to say nobody, but the reason why people keep picking against them is because, A, they feel like the Heat are too safe of a pick because they're the one seed. B, because they've been – they've shown they're capable of playing that boring style of basketball. Like, one night they, they can put up 120 on you and win just like any other team. But then the next night they can score 92 and have that be good enough for a win. Like, they can win, they can win games the ugly way. And people don't like, and people don't like to see that. And then you add on to that, Eric Spolstra is a very good postseason coach, and it's about time we give him credit where it's due. Spolstra is like when it comes time for April and May, that man coaches his ass off, and we got to give him the credit he deserves. And the thing about that gritty mentality that Miami has, it starts all the way at the top with Pat Riley, and it just trickles on down, and the thing about Miami is that their mentality that, that and, and that's why they always talk about the heat culture. It's never changed. You know, Jimmy Butler, Bam, you know, Bam Adebayo, PJ Tucker, who was another person the Bucks could have really used. But but um but on um, those three guys, Kyle Lowry, like they accentuate heat culture, what the heat culture is. And like you said, Evan, like Miami's like, choose how you want to play. And that's how we'll beat you. That's how, that's how they are. They're like, if you want to run, we'll, you know, we'll run. If you want to get in a shootout, we can get in the shootout. If you want to go star for star, we can go star for star. If you want to play grit and grind and get, and get dirty and nasty, we can do that too. And that's what's so dangerous of, of, about them. And they just seem to have just bought into everything. Like we talk about how, well, not even like, like we talk about it, but at least for me, like, like, I, like I can sit here and watch Miami and I'd be like, you know, kind of like what you said, like, oh yeah, such and such team can beat them easy and then they go up and put and beat them by 30 heat go beat them by 30 you know and and that's just like like you said that's just that's just how that's just how they are but it's time to get into the Sixers heat series it's time to do it it's time for arnold to piss on the grave that is james harden so, oh, and you came—you came back at the right time. Really, you came back at the right time because because I was just about to introduce Sixers Heat. Oh man, here we go. I'm ready. I'm here. I'm just eating. I'm 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 gonna be here. Though. I'm listening. All right, go ahead, bro. I'm, I'm gonna just be off to the side enjoying the show. All right. So, the Sixers got eliminated by the Heat in pretty much embarrassing fashion those last two days are 
special guest on this show was on Fiji land. Shout out to y'all. He has some comments about James Harden. He had been saying over the last, what has it been? Probably since the beginning of the season. I feel like it was before then. Might not have been. But he has been noted saying that James Harden is a scrub. James Harden is washed. James Harden is overrated. He's a bum. He's all these things. And us at the 301 Outlet Podcast have been very defensive of James Harden. However, James Harden had two games this postseason where we saw Houston James 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 Harden and the rest have just been disastrous to his standards. So two questions that I have for the boys. Is James Harden cooked? And what should Philly do with him in this offseason? People in the barbershop talking about James Harden ain't this. James Harden ain't that. Shut the fuck up. Sir? The floor is yours, bro. The floor is yours, bro. Nah, nah, nah. Evan, you took the floor, bro. You, 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 yeah, got, you, you got, got to continue ahead. with you. You, you got to go ahead and say what you were saying. You got to, but bro. Just, just, just know that his stat line is proven that this man is definitely trash. So you can have your opinion, but I have facts, sir, that this man is definitely not the same Houston player. Although he had two games where he scored said Houston type numbers, yet again, was he consistent? No. How was he shooting on the floor? I actually took a picture of this shit. This nigga was shooting like he was a fucking concert artist doing tour dates, my nigga. Let's, let, let's go ahead and go to the fucking stat line real quick. Let's go ahead and get to this picture right quick. Six for 15. Oh my God. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Since, 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 he, since he's not washed, right? Since, he, since niggas need to shut the fuck up about James Harden, right, Evan? This nigga shot five for 13. He shot eight for 18 when even when he got the 31 points. He shot six, he, he shot seven for 12. He shot five for 17. Like, do I need to continue? This nigga is not the same type of player. His teammates has even said this shit. Joel Embiid went on a press conference and told niggas he's not the same player anymore. Can I say Ooh. something about that real quick? Can I say something about that real, real, real quick? And this is going a little bit off track. But I'm gonna get right. I'm gonna give it right back to you. This is the problem that I had with the Ben Simmons thing. Why are you saying that in public? Don't you? You don't need to be doing that. That's something that needs to be said in house, kept in house. Although we all know it, that's something that needs to be kept in, in, in um house. Joel and Beach should not have said that. Continue. This is true. I agree. I agree because that fucks that fucks up morale. But yeah, that's that's not showing good leadership. Obviously, my my biggest thing is this. This is I'm not going to even make this completely about James Harden because this is a team this is a team sport. I'm just going to say this all together my whole theory about the Sixers completely. I said it on the Fiji on the Fiji uh podcast. I'm going to say it on here again. That nigga Maxi is a fucking revolt. Matter of fact, I take it he's a AK47 ready to shoot, but he can't because James Harden is there. 
Like he can't do what he wants to do because James Harden is there. He can't really, he can't really like take control of the game the way that I know he can, because he's proven this in college that he can really win you a basketball game. So that's why I'm like, I feel as though like right now, I, I'm not going to say that the, that James Harden doesn't really can't help that team, but where Sixers needs to go, I don't think James Harden should be a part of that. If they're trying to win a championship, I don't feel as though James Harden is a, is a good fit for their organization because that nigga done pissed off Maxie, made the nigga not even want to sit next to him, like at all, not even hold a conversation with the nigga. Like, it's just that bad. He's fucking up morale. He's not taking shots when they pass it to him. He's being too passive. And he's not showing the veteran knowledge that I've seen this man show when he played on Houston. Like, the Nick is a bucket. I know James Harden's a bucket. Is he playing up the standards? No. He eating fucking sandwiches, and he going to fucking corner strip clubs, and he's throwing ones on bitches, and he thinking that shit's going to win in basketball games. That's not going to win you basketball <laughs> games in this league. We got young guns who are hungry, who are balling their ass off. I mean, just look at Jordan Poole. Look at what that nigga's been doing this year. We're not even going to get into that. But niggas are getting better. Niggas are being hungry. Niggas are upgrading their jump shots. Bamas are playing defense now collectively as a unit. You're not going to be NBA teams nowadays if you don't have a collective effort from the entire team. If you're going to bullshit, your bitch ass should have just sat on the fucking bench and said I was injured like motherfucking Ben Simmons. And we have to stop telling this nigga, to, we have to stop giving this man the benefit of the doubt saying, oh, well, he's probably still injured. Injured. Maybe he doesn't have his confidence. No, James Harden needs to be the James Harden we know he can be because he proved it this year when he was playing with the Nets and y'all was dick riding. We're not going to get into that. That nigga most certainly showed that he was not, he's, he's up to par in the regular season, but when it comes to the playoffs, he's never there. He's invisible. That nigga is Danny Phantom. That nigga is Ghost. That nigga is not here. You can't keep doing that and expect people to respect you as a superstar. The fans don't even respect this nigga now anymore. They're saying this nigga don't even deserve the amount of money that they've given him. Like, you can't do that, bro. And if something doesn't happen, they're going to lose Joel Embiid. Straight up. Okay. So, Sanford, I actually agree with like ninety percent of what of what of what he's of what he said. The only thing that I will say is, I think when James got to Brooklyn, because because remember, I want to say it was a few years ago, Kobe did an interview, and they asked him about James Harden. It's around when James Harden. Was going on that crazy scoring run. Mm-hmm. He was he dropped like thirty points a game for like forty games. Yeah, and so Kobe said that the style of play that James Harden is doing, like with the scoring and 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 everything, that he's not going to be able to win a championship mm-hmm. way. So Arnold, where my defense for James Harden came. For at least this season, because we were all because you know we were talking about last season, especially in the playoffs, he had that hamstring and he couldn't really do much with it. And so for me, I saw that as okay, well, let me see what he does this year. And I could also tell that James Harden took over as more of a playmaker than as a score and i felt like that was actually the necessary sacrifice that he needed to make for brooklyn oh yeah of course because you have katie win, and kyrie to, who are to better win, to right. win a championship right 
And then he goes over to Philly. And I think him being that playmaker there would have been effective too. And so uh, where, I'm, where, I'm, where I'm going with this is I feel like some of this is he just, of course, he's not Houston James Harden. And I think we need to stop expecting Houston James Harden to come back because I think that he's, what am I trying to say? That he's. The same thing I said earlier, he's a diminishing asset. Not not even he's, I I don't even want to, I don't even want to say that Mm -mm. because he's averaging 22, 10 and seven. That's very effective. I just, I just think we need to stop expecting that old James Harden and understand that there is a new facilitating James Harden that's here. One thing I will say that he needs to get in, into shape. He can't come out here looking like he's been eating pizza rolls and jelly filled donuts. Oh no, yeah, no, no, no. We both have gone to him for that. We can't. One hundred percent. We can't. We can't be seeing that. Mm-hmm. But. I'm gonna have to concede. James Harden, not that guy. Thank you. Here's my, here's he, my he, thing. He's not. He's 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 not because the same thing. All I did was quote a meme that was originally about Chief Keith. You you That's were all not I did him. here. Not him. <laughs> he's not. He he he's 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 not. I'm gonna have to concede it. And that's. I can't watch the last two games of that series. And say James Harden, James Harden, and sing his. I can't sing his praises, man. I can't. I'm a conceited there because you can't say you can't be the superstar that you are. Score 11 points in the first half, cool, that's good, but then shoot only two shots in the second half at home. When, when six. your team needed it, when that's your team needs, needs you. That's my biggest thing. It's not even about it's not even about him scoring 34 points anymore. I already already knew that he wasn't that guy anymore. It's just like how y'all would be like, oh nah, he's not washed, he's not this, he's not that. I'm like, yo, he's not a scorer anymore, bro. He's the he's he's starting to go into the all right. Look, I want to win a championship and I want to do whatever whatever I can to help a team win. That's a good thought process to have. But if you're gonna sit there, know your team needs a spurt of energy for them to stay within the game and you only take two shots in the second half, that is a fucking problem. That is not a team problem. That is a James Harden problem. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, and I'm with you on, I don't think, well, I don't think he should leave Philly. I think Philly should bring him back and try and see if they can make it work for a full season. But I that's li- that's exactly give, where I was going to go. If, that's where they, I was going to go. If they give him 50 million dollars, I'm not, I I'm a No, no, no. I, I, and that's I where know. I was going to go before you continue. Let me let me say my point. My whole point in the James Harden thing, right? I agree. I've even said a lot of the things that both you and Arnold have said. I don't I don't think James Harden is that guy anymore. In fact, to be honest, he's shown that when it comes to regular season, the playoff, you get two different players. 
my thing was all I wanted you to my 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 thing was the reason why I was defending James Harden is that yeah of course we've seen him have multiple playoff flameouts the team go on runs without him that wasn't my point my my defense of James Harden is the fact that there's people and it's not only honor there's people that make it seem like James Harden was never that guy that was my point there was a point in time where he was a top five player in the league. He was that guy. He was talented enough to take a team to a championship. But when it came time for time to do, Houston missed 27 straight threes. When it came time to do, James Harden didn't show up when Golden State didn't have Kevin Durant. When it came time to do, you know, they couldn't make the small ball thing work. They had to sacrifice Clint Cabela for Russell Westbrook. I'm not even denying that. I'm agreeing with that. My disdain for James are like I said, people make it seem like he was never that guy. And also another thing is, but that was the point I was going to bring up, Darren. I'm not casting the full, okay, James Harden is falling down that much until we see a full season with him in Philly. Because... He was only playing with them for 20-something odd games. And mind you, he wasn't in good shape. That's on him. He wasn't in shape. I don't think he was fully recovering. And now he's good. He, I know he's not injured now. You can tell by his movement. But I can tell during this season, right before he got traded, he was still kind of hobbling a little bit. The movement wasn't there. He looked like he was losing his footing. So I was like, okay, let's see how things go. You know, everybody was so praised. Oh, my God. Philly's going to take over. Oh, my God. And he, I'm not going to say I wasn't a part of it, but I was, I was like, okay, Philly, they have a puncher's chance to win the East. But they, and let's see how it goes. I literally said it on the podcast. They have a chance. They're in the conversation. I said that. Second, and James that? Harden, what he does needs to do now. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What no. James Harden does to do now is he needs to look in the mirror. He needs to assess. What is he? Who is he? What level he's at? And how he's going to support your MV? Because we've seen James Harden be a mentor to others. Just like this man just said, we've seen him be a veteran leader. We've seen him take the mantle of a team. We've seen him do it. But now as he's not slowly diminishing, but he's going into a different role, he's not the focal point of an offense anymore. He's the second option. He's the playmaker because we've seen that him being a playmaker, it works. I just had someone tell me that James Hodge is not a good playmaker. I looked at him like, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't even listen to anything else he said because in Brooklyn, he's the best playmaker out of him, Kyrie and KD. That's the best role for them. You have three guys who are basically offensive bucket getters. They all can't play the same way because the team is not going to work. It's going to, there's only one basketball. So he decided to be the playmaker, the facilitator, and kind of take a step back offensively and let those two go off. That's perfectly fine. That was perfect for Brooklyn. Now he's in Philly. He's the second option to Jerome Beat. It's Jerome Beat's team. So what James Harden needs to do to himself, he needs to say, listen, I'm, I'm the second option, but I'm going to be the guy that steps up when the team needs a bucket because I know that Jerome Embiid, there's times where he's, he, injury's going to happen for him. At this point, you just expect it with Embiid even though he had a very good healthy stretch this season and he kind of had a freak accident, crazy injury where 
you know, Pascal Siakam hitting him in the face. That was that was crazy. That's not something that's naturally going to happen. So my thing with James Hardy, he's not that guy. But he's still a talented player. He's still a top 20 player in the league. He's still a very, very top-tier talent. He's not the best of the best. He's just not top 10. So I, I want to... Thank you. Thank you. Finally. Yeah, so, Finally, he said it. Thank so, you. So that was one of the reasons why I really wanted him to come on here mm-hmm. is because, like I said, last pod, Two things are gonna two things are gonna happen. One of two things are um, gonna happen. Either the three of us are gonna be talking our shit, or we gotta concede and Kata gotta come in here and be like, I told you so, niggas. And it this feels like a damn funeral. It, it it is, it is, it is, bro. I, I I I hate it when our agendas don't work, man. I hate it. But the Rudy Gobert agenda is still going strong. I don't care. Rudy Gobert. Oh, no, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Rudy Goat Bear. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> But I want to say something about Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. A couple things about Joel Embiid. Number one, can we please this energy that they having and this oh I feel sorry for Joel Embiid stuff that they that um they that um they doing? Why can't Anthony Davis get that get that get that same thing? Cause it's the same thing. Mm. They're, they're both they're both injury prone as hell. See Joel, the thing. Joel, no, 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 no. Hit, no, no. Hit. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. Joel, Joel Embiid is got glass bones and paper skin, just like Anthony Davis. But mm-hmm. Anthony Davis gets made fun of and gets called street clothes, and everyone piling on Anthony Davis. But y'all out here boohooing for 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 uh for uh Joel Embiid, knowing daggone well. If Anthony Davis could play through some of the injuries that he had, because some of the injuries that he had this year was just so unfortunate that then he would have. They they both they're like they're both two very skilled big men mm-hmm. that just clumsy as hell, and every fifth play they end up on the floor. And they get these yeah. weird injuries. Yeah, let me tell you why. People are not as super critical with Embiid than Anthony Davis. Because then we're 80, 80 plays passive at times. Even when he's healthy. That's there's fair. a lot, there's a lot of games where you don't even know 80's on the court. That's fair. Every time Embiid plays, you feel his presence. Okay. Every almost every single time. Of course, not every time because you know everybody has bad game, but when Joe beat on the court, you know he's on the court. There's times AD plays, he's playing soft, he's playing passive. You know, he's trying to start shooting. He's trying to, my nigga, go to the fucking rim. You're literally, AD statistically, this is facts. He's the best lob finisher in the history of the NBA as a big man. It's literally proof. You can look this up. His percentages are the best when it comes to catching a lob and attacking the rim as a big man. He's the literal goat of doing that. But the fact that he chooses not to because he knows he's injury prone, which I get, but he doesn't want to be aggressive. He doesn't want to show passion. He wants to be passive. He wants to go with the flow a lot of the time. 
instead of being the imposing presence we know he can be. Okay, so everything you said was fair, and I'm not saying that you're wrong about it, but is it also fair to say, because you did mention that he's passive because he knows that he's injury-prone, but is it also fair to say that he was being passive this past season because he was actually playing with an injury and he didn't want to... I'm not even talking just this season. I'm talking about Anthony Davis overall. This season is I'm not talking about because this season he had a he had a knickknack injuries he was recovering from becoming he got injured in the playoffs last year. He got injured in the playoffs. So he came into the offseason unhealthy. He was trying to recover and rehab. He came to the season. You could tell something was hobbled with him. And also they had Russell Westbrook. And we all know Russell Westbrook does. It, the, he, it was just a that that whole thing was just a was just a crap show. Yeah, like it, Russell Westbrook literally is the type of guy where he messes up the flow of the big man because Russell Westbrook is running to the rim, where AD Davis should be the rim runner. So that's number one. So that's why AD was trying to met, let Russell Westbrook feel comfortable. That's why he started taking more jump shots. So I'm not talking about this particular season. That's something that a lot of people don't talk about. The reason why AD was so inefficient from the field, one, he was injured. Two, he was trying to spread the floor more because he knows that Russ is on the team. He wants to make Russ feel comfortable. So he ended up spacing the floor so Russ could get inside the paint where he's the most effective. But the dumb thing about that is AD's the most effective one in the paint, actually. When AD's rolling to the rim, where AD's attacking the basket, where AD is playing under the rim, he's literally one of the most unstoppable players in the league. Like, that's just a fact. So, I'm not talking about this season. That whole Russ experience was going to fail from the jump. I called it. I literally called it on this podcast last summer. Mm-hmm. When we found out about the trade mm-hmm. during the NBA draft, we watched the draft together, yeah. and we both looked and said, this is not going to work. We knew it wasn't going to work. So, I said, I'm not even talking about that. I said that I want to see what happens. I didn't want to I didn't want to write it off. Yeah, you, that's, you that, see, that, I was being – But that's the fan in Right. No, I was being the more pro. I was like, bro, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. But, but I just like, I just don't like, not can understand what, what, what you're saying about 80s not aggressive 100% of the time. And, but I just, I just, I just personally think that y'all slandered the hell out of Joel and B. Slandered, not Joel B. Anthony Davis, but it's all this sympathy for Joel Embiid, who gets hurt almost as much as Anthony Davis. But I, but I, but I understand where you're. I understand exactly where you're coming from, and you make and you make a fair point. No, honestly, you wonder who you want to know. My bad, because you know the two players is probably even worse than both of them, bro. Think about it. Is one of them Kawhi Leonard? Mm-hmm. And is another one uh, Zion? No, just Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. They're both very injured. Yeah, that makes sense. Like for Paul George, it was all down. They're since, both um, very injury prone. Since the, but people um, don't talk about that. That's the actual. Since that, since that nasty leg injury, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Ever since he had that nasty leg injury when he was playing for USA, he's not been. He's literally been like he he maybe had two injury free seasons, and that's when he was an OKC. But I just got one more, and it's a and it's a spicy hot take, and okay. and y'all can y'all can argue with your barbers about it. I don't care. That comes that goes for the listeners. Everybody listening 
to this, argue with your barber. A healthy Anthony Davis is better than Joel Embiid. I agree wholeheartedly. A healthy Anthony Davis. And, and I, I wanted to, I want it known. There's a reason he ain't say Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Why we are, Why do y'all think Rudy Gobert is so good? See, uh, don't get me started. Hold on, 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 hold on. We're gonna respond to that. We 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 might as well. No, might as well. We're gonna respond to that. I want to say, but and 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 the main reason why I say it is because I remember when he came back from his injury this this year, and we played Philly. He bullied and He outplayed him. Oh no no no! I'm not even yeah. disagreeing with you. You're actually saying I'm. You're literally saying what I've been saying about AD. AD healthy and motivated is a top five player in the NBA, bro. We always say this. We always compare him and Giannis. They should be at the same level. You wanna know why Giannis is better than AD? One, he can stay healthy. Two, Giannis is coming at you every single play. There's Two things about Giannis you could never knock him for. His love for the game and his effort. Giannis is trying every single time. That's why people put him over AD. But AD has such a high-level talent ceiling that if he could be healthy and if he was more aggressive and he was showing more passion and if he was more consistent, he would be a top-five consistent player in the league. He would be the best, he would be the best big in the league. Far none. So I'm not even disagreeing with you. I'm actually taking your take to the highest point. I agree with you to a point. Well, Lear, if AD was healthy and he was motivated, he'll be a top five player in the league. He'll be right up there with Giannis, Embiid, Nikola Jokic. He'll be right up there with him. But let me talk to you about Rudy Gobert, bro. Okay, let's do the Rudy Gobert stuff. <laughs> so I was listening to... um. Again, I was listening to Fiji, and they were talking about Gobert. This was after Utah loses. And they're saying that the Jazz defense funnels players to the paint, and Rudy gets easy blocks. What is the purpose of playing defense? What are you supposed to do on defense? Like, just keeping it simple. The point of playing defense is to stop the other team from scoring. So if Rudy Gobert defensively is, is doing a better job than your other guy at stopping your team from scoring, then you can't sit here and keep calling him a bum. Now, the reason why people keep calling him a bum is because he gets exposed on the, on the uh, perimeter. But name me five seven-foot-one centers – who have quick enough feet to sit here and guard Reggie Jackson, who's a shifty point guard on the perimeter, where it's Darren, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me even take your point to the next level. Okay, I know where you're going. I'm gonna take it to a high level. We're gonna talk about Utah Jazz. This is something that nobody talks about. Utah Jazz are horrible. They're they're actually not a good perimeter defensive team. They're not. They don't have no stoppers on the perimeter other than. What Royce O'Neal? Yeah, and, and Joe. Yeah. And that's the Joe only. Ingles that's li- before, Joe Ingles before he got hurt. He was pretty good at perimeter defense. Yeah, Joe Ingles. Yeah, he was. He was okay before they got hurt, and then they traded him to Portland. So, 
Utah Jazz doesn't have really any perimeter stoppers, and they basically set the system up to funnel everybody to the paint, where Rudy Gobert is an elite rim protector. The numbers show that. The game shows that. Everything shows that. The reason he gets exposed in the playoffs because the Utah Jazz can't get stops on the defensive end on the perimeter, so he has to step out and basically cover for everyone. But that always backfires because, you know, we live in an NBA where almost every guard could get to the rim with no problem and can finish with either hands and can do crazy layup packages and can basically do damage inside the three-point line. Either even Some even got a mid-range game, but a lot of them got a nasty floater. So... When your literal chain of defense is away from the rim, he's trying to cover the perimeter, but then someone cuts to the rim. It's just easy buckets every single time. And like Darian said, there's not a lot of seven-footers that have quick feet on the perimeter. You can't even name really five of them. There's not that many. There's a rare breed and in, in, in truly indeed. And I get the point that Rudy Gerber should improve on offense because he doesn't really have an offensive game like that. But here's the thing, though. That's not what his role calls for in Utah. He's literally their entire defense. Literally. Yeah, and, their entire defense. Like, and, like and, it's ridiculous. And Joel Embiid was just on J.J. Reddick's podcast, and he echoed the same thing that you just said, where you have a guy who is literally your defensive anchor. He should be in the defensive player of the year com- conversation every single year but I think the thing with Rudy is a lot of times people show his lowlights mm-hmm. where he's on the perimeter and he gets shaken up by by not even the show that's what that's what goes viral that's yeah what yeah do. yeah like his lowlights go viral and Rudy was on a, a team a different team that had a better defensive system people would not be calling him a scrub I they feel like you put, you put Rudy on Boston, they'll love him. You put Rudy in Boston, they'll love him. If he's in Boston, they're not losing. What? That's a nightmare. That's a nightmare. That's not even – that's a nightmare for everyone outside of Boston. But That's a nightmare. That's a literal nightmare, but continue. But I just – like, I just don't – I think Rudy's the 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 kind of player that Rudy is. He's one of those guys where he's a dinosaur player like a Andre Drummond, you know, and I just don't think that people really appreciate that, you know. And I mean, it is what it is. It's kind of like one of them things, like what Arnold was saying about James Harden. This is an it's an opinionated thing. I just don't like when people like when you throw out the word trash and bum and garbage. When you throw out those words, I'm like, hold on. He's a three time defensive player of the year, multiple time All Star, like an elite rim protector, one of the best rim protectors that we have seen in the last in the last decade. Like, what he does defensively is special. It's just the fact he's on a team where the defensive but, system doesn't favor. But it, 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're good. I just wanted to add that in. That's literally it. Like, literally, if people really looked at how the Utah Jazz play deep, they literally funnel everybody towards Utah Gobert. They don't have – they literally have no perimeter defense. But he, They literally have no perimeter defense. Like, it's lose. actually bad. Like, that's why they, they lose, like, 20-point leads consistently. That's why they have players going up against them consistently because they simply cannot guard on the perimeter. They just can't. Because they have to bring Rudy out there, but every time they bring Rudy Gobert out there, the paint is basically wide open. So you get past that one line of defense coming at you, it's literally guaranteed two points because no one else is stepping up. Exactly. And I just, I just, that's just one of the things like the unwarranted hate. I think Rudy gets unwarranted hate. I think the, the, the slander that Harden and CP3 gets is warranted. The some of the hate that Rudy Gobert gets is not is unwarranted, and and I'm gonna just be one of the guys to to um defend him. I'm not saying that he's a top big in the league, but I'm just saying that he's like he's not as bad as y'all keep portraying him to be. Like I'm not saying that Rudy Gobert is the next Hakeem Olajuwon, no, but I'm saying that he needs that his style of play, the player that, that he is and what he does on the basketball court needs to be appreciated. That's all I about that. I'll take That's why, sadly, Donovan Mitchell is going to get traded from Utah. I'm calling it right now. I'm calling it now. They yeah. both need to leave Utah, to be honest. I don't think both. Of them, I think it's one of them. I think if one of them leaves, that will really help whoever stays. But if anything, if Utah... Utah at the point now, they're not going to get much better than what they are because even if they trade Donovan Mitchell, the return package is not going to really help them be better. So the smart move would be to trade both of them, but we know they're not going to do that. We know they're just going to try to trade one, and it would be most likely Donovan Mitchell because that's the one you could get the most assets for because he's a he's literally a basically the type of two-guard you want on your team in a Cranberry. He just needs to work on his defense. I don't know what happened to his defense, when he was at Louisville, he was a defensive stopper. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Maybe he maybe he struggles, maybe because he's too small. I, I, I don't know what happened to him. I think the reason I remember why, Louisville, he was a stopper. He was known for the for stopping players. I think the reason why he because defense takes a lot of your energy. That's true. It could be and the fact that he's taking the offensive load. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he has to take that, he has to take that offensive load because who else is gonna do it? Sure. And and so I think it was JJ was talking about how hard it is to be a two-way player. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. It's very energy consuming because you have to be good on both. You have to expend so much energy on both ends of the floor. Right. That's true. So that's that, that that's that's what I think it is. I think he's just he 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 has to it's almost like he has to uh Take right. a step back on defense because he has to carry this, such a load on offense. And the thing is, why I also think uh, Donovan Mitchell get traded. Rudy Gobert is on a contract that most teams are not going to take because we 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 still live in an NBA where you have to be an ultra special big man to get actual money. Like that's literally the thing that's happening with DeAndre Aiden right now. Like the Suns looking like, bro, we could find somebody that does what you do for like seventy percent of the price that you're asking for. Why should we pay extra for you? No, like, 
No, they're working on the bench. Like, hell, we got JaVale McGee. What That's saying, we got JaVale McGee and we got Bismarck Biombo who they were hooping when you were out. So why should we give you all that money? So, but that's a conversation for another day. But yeah, like I, I believe Donovan Mitchell is definitely getting traded. I don't know where he's going to get traded to, but he's most likely getting traded because I think also the relationship between him and Rudy are just gone to the point where it's inconsolable. Because they tried, they tried. Ever since the COVID thing, they've both been butted heads. There was a point in time where they said it was good, but I never believed it. So now it's like, now they're both saying, hey, it's either him or me. You got to pick and choose. The other one got to go. So I feel like we're going to see a down mission trade this summer. And I'm looking forward to it because he need to get off that team. Both of them need to get off the team, but I don't think it'll be both. But yeah, that's that's what I had to say. That actually went longer than I thought. It was and they need to get the hell up out of Utah. Oh, Mr. That, sir, 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 sir. Or change their name and give the name Jazz back to New Orleans because they a butt ugly team with a butt ugly name. <laughs> Everything about Salt Lake City butt ugly. And if you're from there, I do not apologize. Although, thank you for Kyle Kuzma. I mean, Kyle, I mean, Kuzma's from Detroit. He's not from Utah. But he played at Utah. Yeah, he, he played at Utah. Yeah, to, yeah. I mean, yeah, I know he went to Utah. I'm just saying that doesn't really mean anything. It'd be different if he had ties. Though. Just the school he went to. He could have went to any left. other school. He still left. He could have went to any other school. Like, and that, that doesn't matter to me. <laughs> like, it'd be different if, like, that doesn't matter, but he's from Detroit. He could have went to a, a school in his own city, home state. But, um, yeah, Utah, they just got to – I don't know why they took uh, – listen, that's a whole conversation for a different day. We're not getting into that right now. The Utah slander will come in the future for sure. I feel like we got to have again, for that. Once again, Kevin Durant's brush is better than James Harden. Hey, you got to go. Go ahead with that. Bro, this go man is we, we ain't doing that today. Listen, listen. I'm not falling for it. He, no. he thought he could get us when we was down with that. No. 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 I'm, no, I'm still laughing. He said... This man already said Kevin Durant's ashy ankle is better than James Harden, bro. Y'all was y'all need to stop. They was cutting up. Stop. Leave, they was cutting leave that, up. Leave that man alone. Let him go. Let him go get his pity lap dances with fucking little baby. And, <laughs> and let's just hope and pray. Oh, hope and pray he comes back. He comes hey, back go, go, take, go take the walk of shame at the, at the strip club. Bro, I can't. Fuck as well. You feel me? Like, oh, pizza rolls and chitlins with Pat with uh Pat Beverly. Oh my God, bro, I cannot. Yo, I don't even want to talk about that Pat Bev stuff, bro, because he that man was hating on Chris Paul, bro. He just does not like Chris Paul, bro. He he literally that you could tell was beef with that man, bro. I think the beef goes back to like high school, bro. I think that's what happened. I think I think I think what happened when Pat Bev and CP were like at the same camp, and like I think um Pat Bev outshowed CP. So when they hit the lead, CP was like, "Air, hey, bro, I got you back." And I think ever since then it's just been beef. I don't know, bro. Like, but that man went on national television and basically dirty his name. And also breaking news on Twitter, CP is actually considering retirement. He's what? considering it. Yep, he's considering. My it. thing is. What? I don't know how much I believe that. I don't know how much I believe that, mainly because he still wants that rank. No, no, of course. But like, this man, Patrick he, Beverly slandered this man into retirement. He is a goat. Yo, do you know how crazy that would be? 
We need to talk about the levels of hateration and holleration that Patrick Beverly has brought into this dance arena. This man woke up at (laughs) this man he woke up at four o'clock in the morning and flew across the country to call this man a fraud. Do you know how much you gotta hate somebody for them to do that? Oh no, of course, of course. We're on national television and basically came for Chris Paul, like this whole thing, like crazy, bro. But like, hey, that's why people love Dame. Dame basically ended OKC. He literally ended that team. That is true. He literally like that shot literally got Paul George and Russ off that team. Like that's crazy to think about that. So just to say, but yeah, it's like. Man, I don't know. Let that be. Pat Bev, he's a different breed, bro. Like Evan said, you got to be a different breed to wake up, fly halfway across the country because you know he's in Minnesota. He flew from Minnesota to L.A. and then desecrated CP on national television. Different breed, bro. (laughs) Different breed. Like, different breed. That's all I can say about that. But, yeah, man, we basically talked about almost damn near everything. Oh, yeah. Conference finals predictions. So. Let's put our bets in now. Who's coming out the West? Who's coming out the East? I'm going Heat versus Warriors. Likewise. Right now, Tyler Hero is having an exquisite game. I just need the rest of my starting five to fuck around and put some points on the fucking board. See, the whole whole thing about this is the Celtics have been the better team in this first half, but this game does not feel like it's over. Of course. This game... like it not only does it not feel like it's over, it feels like Boston should be up by more, and that Miami's gonna make it like a real problem that the Celtics are not up by more. I agree, bro. Like I said, it's just a matter of we just need our assets to actually just produce. If we get everyone on our team to produce every game, this series is gonna go to five and we're gonna beat them four one. I, I I guarantee you that. So five? Heat and five? I got I'm heat dead. and five. Respectfully, oh, wow. like, and that's not biased. I just feel as though, like, listen, look, look right now. This nigga Jason Tatum is shooting nine for fourteen right now, and he has only made one three. Yes, he has twenty one points. However, though, Jason Tatum alone is not going to beat us. Jalen Brown only yeah. has seven, and he's shooting three for eight right now at halftime. That's true. So, it. Jason Tatum is not pulling a fucking 53-point game against us. I guarantee you he's not. We're going to make sure that nigga is going to try his hardest for any big numbers that he is trying to go for. He's going to he's going to either tire himself out or he's going to have to beat us. Jason Tatum is going to have to beat us by himself, literally. Because Jalen Brown is not doing what the fuck he was doing last series to the heat. That is not happening. I'll let you know that right now. That is not happening. And this is where we're going to see where Jalen Brown, like I've been telling people, is a streaky player. I've been saying he's a streaky player for the longest. Do I think he deserves all that money right now? Fuck no. That nigga needs to improve. He's too fucking streaky. JT, I have to give that nigga his flowers. That nigga is him. I've been saying he's not him, but that nigga is him. He definitely is him. It's just a matter of the rest of his team needs to also produce as well because you're not going to beat the Miami Heat by yourself. That's not going to happen. I guarantee you it's not. So, uh, so I'm, You got somebody named Tyler Hero on our team, sir. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to agree with y'all, and I'm going to say 
Heat, well, I got Heat in seven. I, I, I need this series to go the distance. I need it. Heat in seven, Warriors in six. Um, Jason Tatum would look very good in purple and gold. Well, he does look good in purple and gold. I see. Oh, my Lord. Jesus. He looks very good in purple and gold. He need to go to LA. You I say he looked good in purple and gold. Is that boy a Q? Is he a Q, though? Bro, shut up. Evan, shut up. That man that man plays on This is the third time. This is the third time. This is the third time. This man about pull up the game two barking, huh? You started off with You started with Chief Keith. Then you brought Mary into this. I'm tired. All right, I guess I'm going to be the only one that has. The next Kobe, he needs to go to L.A. He must go to L.A. He has to. I guess they're going to be the only one that gives the hot take. I talked about it earlier. Heat Dallas Part 3. I'm ready for it. Ah, okay. I'm ready. I'm oh, snap. For oh, snap. We, for we, forgot to, we forgot to piss off Fiji Land with the hot takes, man. Luca I, Magic. Luca I got, damn Magic, bro. Now I, I, I got to go next. If now I'm wrong, go. I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll take the bullet. I'll bite it. I'll be like, hey, I was wrong. But now, now I, I just gotta have go. a now feeling. No, I just I have a good. Go I game. I just have a feeling inside of me, bro, that Golden State is not gonna play up to the true standard we think they're gonna play up to. We're gonna see cracks in the shield. Dallas gonna take it to another game seven, and Luka Magic gonna do his thing and propel Dallas to the finals. And Cinderella won, man. My hey, hot man. take for the sole purpose of pissing off Fiji Land. My my hot take is Luka's not the one that Dallas got to worry about. Is Jalen Brunson. <laughs> Jalen Brunson. That nigga better. Nah, Jalen Brunson been hooping though. No. He better, he better, all I got to say is this. He better hoop this. He better Jalen Brunson's going to get his money. He's going to get paid this offseason. He's going to get paid this offseason. Somebody like the Pacers or mm-hmm. some low team is going to throw him a bag. So Dallas better be ready for that. They're going to throw him. He's going to get a bag this offseason. He's going to get 20 plus million. For sure. I, for sure. I actually have a hot take. Okay. Well, is it is it that is it that uh uh Kevin Durant's actually ankles is better than James Harden? <laughs> oh no no that I, actually this one this one ain't a basketball one. Uh, hey Evan, you ready for this? Oh lord, the New York right, Jets, you- the New York Jets are gonna make the playoffs. You need to leave. Give over your phone. Hey, yo, bro. I cannot, bro. It probably won't. It probably won't happen, but I'm going to speak it into existence because I want to see he it. Said, he said the Jets are making the playoffs. Oh, God. Oh, man. That's that's a hot one. That's a, that's, that's a moist take. Don't you ever say it like that again. And don't you ever don't you ever say moist again. That's just a that's just a, that's a that's a crazy word, that word moist. <laughs> no, I I literally said it that way for dramatic effect, and just the fact the word is just wild. That's how wild your take was, like, bro. Like, that just made me go in a whole different direction. I was like, bruh. Who Jesus. came up with the word moist? Like, bro, I don't know who <laughs> made it in the the, the dictionary, but it's there, and that word is just reckless, bro. Because I've only heard it in heard it used in wild applications. No one said, "Hey, bro, that joke is moist as hell, bro." Like, anybody say that, bro? Like the word moist and scrumptious are just 
just two down bad words that you can that was use. scrumptious, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> That like, was delicious. Walking up to a shawty and saying, You look mighty scrumptious today. But it's either two <laughs> yeah. things is gonna happen. She's gonna die laughing at you, and you're probably gonna actually get her number. Or she's gonna look at she be like, What the heck? <laughs> she's gonna be confused or she's gonna laugh. That's the only two ways that's gonna happen. If you get a girl's number by calling her scrumptious, bro, you got something that everybody wants. That's all I gotta say. A little shoddy. I saw you across the street. You was looking mighty scrumptious. <laughs> How you doing? Ain't <laughs> like, oh, you like, you started now. Oh, my God. Yeah, you looking real moisturized. <laughs> Telling you, bro. Bro, I cannot, Patrick, bro. Patrick Beverly's, Patrick Beverly's beard is better than James Harden, bro. <laughs> Yo, bro, hey, bro, cannot... that nigga, that nigga beard don't even connect. You wild. Bro, his beard, <laughs> his beard is the definition of raggedy, bro. Like you was wild. <laughs> oh my god! But bro. like, if I was Pat Beverly, bro, I would just, I would just shave, bro. Like just shave that thing, bro. Like, his joint don't connect. His joint uneven, bro. His joint is just damn. <laughs> okay, bro. Everybody can't have a connected beard, my boy. Listen, bro. Everybody it's not even about the connection. Everyone's bro. beard can be as luscious as yours. It's not even connection, bro. It's just his his joint looks disgusting. Like I'm sorry. Like nigga, your girl. Nigga, what girl? What girl is you pulling with that raggedy ass beard? <laughs> what girl is you pulling? But like that man's beard literally looks like it came from the dumpster, bro. Like what the heck, bro? Like yo, no, like bro, trip, do something, bro. Like. I swear, that man is a menace to society, but that man walk around with a crazy... Remember when that man had, like, crazy hair with the crazy beard, bro? I'm like, yo, what's good with you, bro? Can't do that, bro. Different breed. He was on the moon rocks. Nah, nothing was worse than when Jimmy Butler was in the bubble looking like a homeless man, bro. That was crazy. That man, Jimmy, did not care. In his defense, everyone was the homeless. No, 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 no. I'm just... I was just about to say, I'm like, his was just the worst because his was just, bro. Like everybody was looking raggedy. He was just a next level raggedy, bro. I'm like, damn, bro. <laughs> you got too much money to be looking like that, bro. Oh my God. But yeah, man. Oh. She's watching God. the game right now, yo. All right. So I'm gonna end it with this. Um, what teams in the NBA have the best future in your eyes? Have the best what? The best future. The best future? Yeah, Pelicans, like when, Pistons, Magic. Like when I'm in future, they have good young talent. They have a direction. They have a core, and they have potential to truly be something next few years. The Memphis Grizzlies, Pelicans, and the Thunder, and the and the Memphis Grizzlies for sure. Hmm. The Grizzlies are gonna make some noise next year. They gonna have a vengeance season next year. Oh yeah, for sure. John Morant's gonna come back. Honestly, I can see that. Honestly, like like they said it on on their strip on their jump the other, the other uh, jump. When I agree with totally, this is my hot take, and I'm gonna leave out with this: mm. John Morant is winning MVP next year. Wow, wow. He's winning MVP next year. Wow. I'm letting that be known right wow. now. Wow. He's going to come back with a vengeance, and we're gonna see the best basketball played by him in his entire career next year. I guarantee you that. 
Like mm. this year is was just the beginning. Next year, oh man. He said John won the MVP. Yeah, that's, that's not even really a that's not really a hot take. That's just a wow take. But that's I think like, it's okay. gonna be a three-man race between Embiid, Ja, and Luca. Mm-hmm. I was just about to mention Luca. Because I think the reason Luca had an offseason because he came into the season on un- un- out of shape and he was injured for a bit too. Like Luca really didn't start turning up until later on in the season. I agree. Okay. Because if he played the way he did ending the season from the jump, bro, he would have definitely <laughs> been in the MVP conversation for sure. Right. He would have been in it. So I think Lucas definitely could put his hat in the race next year. And Bede's going to be fired up from not winning it this year. And I think Jaw would definitely be in the hat too. So I, I agree. Jaw, uh, Embiid, and Luca, I think for sure. I also want to I also want to say... Um... Oh, y'all lucky bitches. Y'all lucky I couldn't get through the fucking window, you bitch-ass <laughs> Uh. I also want to say, to answer your question, Sanfa, it's going to be the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't know how, but it's going to happen. Don't ask me how. I'm not explaining nothing. I'm just going to say it. The Los Angeles Lakers. Don't give me that look. Don't ask me questions. Just accept that I have said the Los Angeles Lakers as a Lakers fan. You can make the universal. There we go. There we go. Have some faith in your team, my boy. Yes. You you can make the universal face of blown. But I, I, I'm just going to say the Los Angeles Lakers, and I'm going to say that we're going to have three All-Stars next next year because Russell Westbrook's going to have a resurgence. If we're not going to get rid of him, I might as well get behind him. Pause. I'm, Whoa. I'm here. Whoa. I said hold pause, up. nigga. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not even talking about that. You said, hold up. We're going to have listen. three All-Stars. Listen, listen. Because they, the only problem I have with what you say. They're going to gel well to next year. I agree. I agree. I got faith in that. I feel like they're, y'all going to be good, though. It just takes, it's just, it's just going to take some time. Gonna gonna the, thing, the thing is why I just cannot think about the gelling part is not LeBron or AD. I mean, I'm not worried about those two because those two have proven they can win. They did it. They've proven that you build a team on them too. They're a contender. There's Russ I'm worried about. That's what I'm worried about. That's what I'm worried about. Because the reason why I'm worried about Russell Westbrook is he has shown an incapability to adapt this game. No matter what. He has literally shown that he's going to do him. I'm not even talking on the court stuff. I'm going to end it with this. I'm going to finish this. I'm going to save my team, and then we're going to end it for tonight because we're rolling on past two hours. So we don't want this thing to be too long. So the reason why I said that, Russell Westbrook has always said he's going to do him. He's going to do what he, how do he sees fit, how he does one. He don't really chip about nothing. He got a beautiful family at home, and I'm glad he has the mindset where he don't let stuff bother him. But, bro, when you mess up and when you play bad and when you – have a bad attitude, it matters. So I'm not worried about LeBron. LeBron's going to come back next season fired up. He's ready for his 20th season. This year? Oh, just wait for it. Wait, what'd you say? I see. I think LeBron ain't going to come back with a vengeance. He's come back with a vengeance. I definitely agree he will. He'll come back with a vengeance because people. And he's going to have all his rest, all his mm-hmm. time to rest, all his time mm-hmm. to work on his body mm-hmm. and his game. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. gonna go crazy next year. LeBron's gonna go crazy next year. I'm calling it. LeBron's gonna go crazy. 80, 80, 80's gonna get fully healthy. He's gonna be better. Yep. It's Russ I'm worried about. 
he's the one that worries me because he's literally shown an incapability to adapt, to fully adapt. He's going to always do when he feels is right. He's always going to shoot it if he feels like he can make it. He's always going to try to make a play when he feels like it's the right play. But but Russ's basketball IQ has always been questionable. I'm sorry. I've been saying that for years. It's always been questionable. Because he just makes a lot of bonehead decisions that just don't make sense for a player of his talent. So Russ is the one that I'm worried about. If he proves me wrong, he proves me wrong. But... History has a way of repeating itself. But the team I'm going to pick, I'm I'm thinking of a team in the Eastern Conference. As you all pick Western teams, I'm picking a team in the East. And I'm picking a team that nobody has been talking about, the Toronto Raptors. Oh, yes, that's good. I'm picking Toronto. Most deaf. Toronto's a team. They got some young guns in there. You know, Scotty Barnes has really proven himself. They got a lot of lot. They got a lot of talented players and at the wing spots in the in the three, three and the four. I used to mess. Up, I used to get like 13, 14 kills in my MP5 yeah. a game on Warzone before this, they make that shit. This one, not ten before they nerfed it. I know, right? I just realized that. But anyway. Y'all got something to say before we cut it off for I just want to say Kevin Durant's wave brush is better than James Harden. (laughs) I said at the beginning of the show that I wasn't going to do it, so I'm not going to do it. Arsenal stinks. Arsenal. No, they don't. No, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. Oh man. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in to this week's podcast. Thank you for the fellow brother Kata for joining us for yes, wonderful, sir, vibes, y'all. great conversation. And everybody listening, thank you for the support again. Continue pushing the narrative. And we will see you next week. And we are out. Yeah.